ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to an all-new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom, that's Jeff, and we have ourselves a six-pack challenge. Jeff, how the hell are you doing? Uh, I'm feeling good about this one. Home of Ric Flair. We're going to Charlotte. Got a kind of a big card on this one. Big main event. Like, you know, uh, just kind of see what's happening, what's happening going on with these different matches. Nothing over the top necessarily, but just really a stacked card. And just uh, I'm excited to talk about this one just because of the players, if nothing else. Yeah, I well, the players in this match, the the whole show has, you know, a bunch of future and current Hall of Famers and. Uh, it's going to be a fun one to talk about. So I say yep. we jump right into the build. Oh, it's time for the build. So like you said, woo, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. And Flair, this would have been, so he would have been in WCW at this time. I, I don't think this was the show. I think it was a Raw but there was talk of Flair actually while he was under contract in WCW to uh, be be like in attendance at a WWE event that, you know, hmm. whenever he was out and in a lawsuit with Bischoff. And yeah, so they were I know there was some flirting and I don't think it was this show. I think it was a raw. But anyways, just made me think of that. So this is September 26, 1999. You know, we're we're on the back end of the Attitude Era, but they're, I mean, the product is still red, red, red hot, selling out everywhere. Um, Steve Austin is injured, so obviously presenting an opportunity for some other people to step up. And this show, I, I just, this is a fun card. We start off Val Venus defeating Steve Blackman, D'Lo Brown winning the European Championship off Mark Henry. Jeff Jarrett is going to retain his uh, Intercontinental Championship against China, as we're telling that story. The acolytes of Bradshaw and Farouk are going to defeat the Dudley boys. Um, Ivory is going to retain the Women's Championship in a hardcore match against Luna in three minutes. The New Age Outlaws are going to retain the Tag Team Championship against Edge and Christian. Oh, this was the kennel in a uh, Kate or oh, kennel from kennel hell. From hell. Yeah. Yeah. We may need to watch that just for fun. Um, Al Snow is going to retain his hardcore championship against the big boss men in one of the worst matches in WWE history. Did we watch that? Which one? The uh... kennel from hell. No, we have not watched it. Okay. Maybe I must have just put it on one time just out of curiosity. It, it It's horrible. Yep. We we may we may want to watch that. Well, I'll, I'll um, get it added to the list. Yeah. Okay. Semi-main event, X-Pac is going to defeat Chris Jericho uh by DQ. Chris Jericho was uh being managed by Mr. Hughes at this point. And then our main event, 
We have Stone Cold as a special outside enforcer. We have a vacant WWF championship. We've got the Big Show, the British Bulldog, Triple H, Kane, Mankind, and The Rock. We are throwing everything at the kitchen sink here. Um, I'm excited to cover this one. It sounds like it's going to be chaotic. I'm assuming the build to this was probably pretty thrown together. and doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense, mm-hmm. but we'll let you tell us. How do we yeah. get to this match? Chaotic is the best way to put it. And so I'm um, just going to have this. So, um, of course, the the big rivalry, this was actually uh, coming out of SummerSlam. You have Mankind defeat Stone Cold and Triple H in a triple threat match for the title. You know, they ended up losing it the next night. And so, again, this Unforgiven taking place the end of September. And so it was a very quick build on this one. Like these guys had been involved with some other stuff, but so uh, it was mid September. So actually, yeah, just to be specific on this. So September 26th was unforgiven on September 13th. You get, we got, we love a Linda McMahon involvement here. You had Linda announcing that the rock Kane, mankind, big show and undertaker would compete in a five way to determine the number one contender for the title at unforgiven. And so it was uh, Midian and Viscera actually uh, getting involved in this one, attacking Mankind. So that match was ruled a no contest. And so because of that, though, and this was just a really, it's dumb as hell. This is when the referees went on strike. And so you had them not wanting to do matches or not getting involved. Who doesn't love a good storyline where the referees are getting involved and, you know, not calling matches like that's that's exactly what you want from your wrestling. And so um, went on strike. And so then all five guys were named contenders for the title, uh, making it a six pack challenge um, at Unforgiving it you know, just it was weird though because it was one of those like you know two wrestlers would begin the match and then someone could be tagged in like just dumb as hell and so why you know why would you do that so uh that week smackdown though you had vince okay who doesn't love a good vince and linda storyline vince beating triple h for the wwf title i'm just gonna read this with the help of his son shane who served as the special guest referee for the match however vince vacated the title four days later on raw and named triple h as the sixth competitor in the six pants challenge for unforgiven so like you've got all five contenders you've got the belt on vince I, I, this is almost a theme because uh, like like sh- hot shotting the belt within like two weeks or the same show because we're going to talk about this a little bit next week as well too, um, and so so now you've got uh, it was Undertaker, Bulldog, Kane, Mankind, Rock. We'll get to how or excuse me, Big Show. Kane, Mankind, Rock, Undertaker. We'll get to how the British Bulldog get into this one, but that's how Triple H got involved in this one. Um, and so doing that. So then again, couple of days, this was every episode of this. Um, you actually had, again, and making no sense, just McMahon decided to place Triple H in a gauntlet series of matches against the other five competitors in the match. He would have to wrestle Big Show in a chokeslam challenge match. Kane in an Inferno match, Undertaker in a casket match, Mankind in a Boiler Room Brawl, and The Rock in a Brahma Bull Rope match, and he failed to win, and if he failed to win three of the five matches, he would be out of the match. So... Again, a lot of the story at this, while we knew who the competitors were, Triple H was kind of getting the push on this one. And so, and kind of in doing that. And so it's just really unusual. Um, 
yeah, there's really no way. You had Midian and Viscera getting involved in this one as well, too. And so with the, you know, the Undertaker spots in this one. But, you know, the Undertaker on this one and what happened with him, the British Bulldog was really a last-minute replacement for the Undertaker in this one. Um, he had a, you know, he had walked out of the WWF. That's what they did, at least with the Triple H match and how they kind of set it up. But the reality was he needed surgery, uh, groin injury, needed to get that taken care of so that he was just out on that one. And so... Um, and then you had, uh, stone cold. It's a bulldog. Really? There's really no reason for him to be in this match other than they needed somebody to replace the undertaker. And so, um, and then you get stone cold, like you said, hurt. And so he is the special outside enforcer on this one. So that's why if we kind of pop on commentary and you hear him, or you just see him sitting there, that is why. So just really kind of crazy. It kind of started at SummerSlam and then just kind of built from there. And then you kind of add some people as you go and, you know, can he stand the test of all these people? We get a little bit of that and that's really it. Like it's just a, like it's just an unusual hectic build is the best way to put it. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you get to a six way without it being a little disjointed and, I don't know. I mean, I I think it's it's good to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I, I'd say we we may have had more of these than we needed in in previous eras. We don't we don't get many of them anymore. Gosh, it feels like almost everything is uh, is is one on one now for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. occasionally, you know, but that's okay. And I just but but the idea being is that we may have six or seven matches on a ple, but they all mean something. They've all been built up. They all have the hype video. There's a conflict between two people. And so anyways, um, all right, let's jump into this one. I'm I'm excited to cover it. I, I don't think I'm going to be blown away by the quality of the match, but it'll be fun to talk about. Yep. We are uh, Unforgiven 1999. We're at the two hour and 16 minute mark, season two, episode one, two hours, 16 minutes, Unforgiven 1999. Jeff, are you ready? Let's do this. All right, it's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. There will never be a more over, more universally loved performer than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, no, this, there's no way. All right, you okay, got Bulldog. So, 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 Go okay, yeah. Bull, so, no, okay. When Bulldog came back, he was wrestling in jeans, if you remember. Yep. Now, he has his gear on here, which I didn't, I, I expected him to be in jeans. He's got, like, the Bulldog gear on and, you know, looks, looks good. I'm curious how he, you know, how he looks, uh, you know, kind of physically and, you know, in terms of cardio and stuff, but he does have the bulldog gear on, which is pretty cool. Cause I, again, I thought he was going to wrestle in jeans. Um, okay. So they're tagging people in and out bulldog just tags in triple H. I wanted to Jeff just cover uh, bulldogs return uh, yeah. to the company during this era. Cause I remember being really excited about it, you know, from a nostalgic standpoint, uh, Bulldog comes out, he cuts his promo. He wants to win the world championship. I was like, man, like how cool would it be if the freaking British Bulldog and, and he had never been world champion either. So there was, you know, there was that part of it too. And I, I wish we could have saw them tell that story. Uh, again, I know, I know that there were 
other issues and challenges that he was having. But he came out in jeans September of 1999, just previous to this show, uh, with a remix of his music. So he's got kind of this like modern, more upbeat version of his traditional British Bulldog theme. He defeats the big boss man for the hardcore title in his first match back on a SmackDown. He forfeits that title to Al Snow. Um, then we got the Al Snow big boss man dog napping issue with Pepper yeah. that leads to the kennel in a cage. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we have the heel turn of the bulldog turning on the rock and then we have this match and I don't know, man, it just, I, it's, it's like, what could have been, you know, but I'm, I'm guessing that they just didn't see anything in him and there were still some issues that were preventing him from, you know, them being able to trust him. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird match setup too. Like you got the four guys in the corners you are tagging in right now. It started with Bulldog and rock. Uh, which is important for the aftermath. You've got Kane and Triple H going at it now. Like it just, uh, yeah, it just the, feels weird. Yeah, the the, the it, it doesn't. Here's what I think visually doesn't make sense. And Kane going to the top rope here. Um, what doesn't make sense to me is okay. These guys hate each other. They all want to win. Well, then why are they just standing around? And why would you tag any of them in? Yeah, it, right. I just it just doesn't it doesn't add up at all. So it, it really it really makes no sense. And that's how, how how can this match be good when it just I mean why is the Rock standing there right now? Doesn't the Rock want to you know hit a mm-hmm. pin and win the match? Yeah. Let's check in on the crowd real quick. Be the WWF champion. That was a lifelong goal of Mick Foley. He he earned it. He got there. I think I they just look confused. Yeah. Well, and the other the yeah. other thing too is who who do I cheer for? Well, you know, I, I, do I have my guy? Do I have like one guy? Well, then that means the other five I'm not cheering for. It's just a it's just a weird dynamic. Yeah, just kind of why everybody's got. Uh, it's interesting too going back to this area. You got Big Show with the earring and just wearing the trunks on this one. Uh, Kane is in the full kind of red monster gear um, and doing that still with his mask as. Too, um, yeah, just uh, unusual. Yeah, I, and it's it feels slow. Like you know, you can't. Nobody's really got any kind of advantage at this point because at this point everybody's getting tagged in, or there's a spot for everybody so far. So nothing's really going on. Big Show tagging himself in. Just two weird. zero pop. Good job. I did find it like Big Show has his place in the history of WWE, but I found it funny. It was at the beginning of the year or something like that, where he's like, I really want another title run. I was like, okay, well, you're not going to get that. But like, okay, like, you know, you could have, you know, and maybe he just can't wrestle like he used to either. But like, you know, even with Sting, like Sting's still out there doing what he's doing. Like, you know, it, it makes no reason you know you couldn't have done something like that but yeah just i found that comical he does look huge at this point too um and not you know he's gone through ups and downs but he looks he looks pretty cut at this point too kind of working cane 
I like this version of Kane's outfit. I, I don't know why. It's just it's like a really um it's like a really strong red. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but it's I, just I like, was trying to see is it like latex more than just like the cloth? Like it's got like a shine to it. I know yeah, the that red too. the red's just like really a really strong red. I just think this is like one of the best versions of his outfit, actually. And the black's really strong too. The colors are just really, really yeah, they pop. It's popping. Yep, absolutely. Insiguri from Kane onto the big show. Got oh the boy, British moving back in. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets some elevation on that one, especially to hit the big show with it. Jeez. Kane's athleticism is completely underrated. Yeah, Mayor Kane. Yeah. Like, and we forget about that. Like, you know, he was, he would move like The Undertaker. Like, he was, he was all over the board. Like, he really, like, you know, it was that impressive. It was just laying out the bulldog, though. You uh you told me about these uh interviews with Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair recently. What, what was yes. the name of that podcast? Uh I forget. It was with Theo Vaughn. I forget what okay, it was called. Okay, Theo Vaughn. Though. He's and he's a comedian. He's a comedian, yep. Okay, yeah. I had never heard of him or heard of his podcast. I, I listened to the Hogan one and I'm I'm probably two thirds of the way through the Flair one. Uh, I mean the Flair one, you know, Flair, I kind of feel like we've heard all these stories and everything from him already. I thought the Hogan one was one of the better Hulk Hogan interviews. I, I don't maybe they just caught Hogan on a good day. I just I feel like he was it was less bullshitting than usual. And maybe he's just in a better place. Um Yeah. I don't know. What would you think of both those? And then I So I, I yeah, and I'm with you. I'm comments. about two thirds, I'm about two thirds through the flair one. I think he's an interesting interviewer because he's a comedian by trade and he is out like he is out there. He's got a vibe with how he does his comedy and stuff like yeah. that. I think Flair really enjoyed it. Um, and they're both very like he is a good interview, but it was or, not a great interviewer. He's a good interviewer because it, like what he talks about, like, you know, he has limited knowledge of the business. It felt like, too, but he still watched up growing it like I just found it comical, like him and Flair were joking, like dick jokes throughout the whole thing. But like Hogan never bit on any of that. But yeah, I felt like he I, even I learned some stuff that like I did. I wasn't aware of and like. I kind of I felt like Hogan was a little reserved, and I, I maybe I, th I think that's why I texted you. Hogan felt reserved, or not reserved, but he felt like he was still protecting parts of the business. But then at the same time, like he opened up about his life a lot more than I expected, especially like his mom and his dad and stuff like that. And, yes. and growing up, yes. Yeah. And I thought that like I had not heard some of those stories. Me neither. And so, and I, I, me neither. And I've I, I I've heard most of the Hulk Hogan interviews over the last you know. 10 or 20 years on podcast and various stuff there there's not much i've missed you know just as being a big mark and i, I had never heard any of that well especially like talking about his kids and how like nick and all them are bad you know and, and, and just kind of doing all these different things i think that like it, it just set up really well um yeah it's learned a lot so uh this past weekend is the name of the the, the podcast if you guys want to check it out but yeah Flair, and he it doesn't just do wrestlers he it does okay but the, the hogan one and the flair one were, were pretty good and so um yeah it, it, it really interesting just kind of and they went an hour and a half or however long it was our, our oh, flair yeah. was like two hours and they're still going at it but um yeah. it's flair laughing at dick jokes and smoking like cbd and shit throughout the whole time but anyways so yeah oh, um, but yeah really video good version I have not, no. Oh, okay. And so yeah, um no, I've just like so I've just been listening to it in the car. So uh we're up the aisle way now. You got triple yeah. H and mankind again. Yeah, and so oh, I, the other brother guys brother. are still just okay, standing now. in the corner. Like yeah. get in the ring I'm, and brawl. Like I mean, the something. quiet 
Well, yeah. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't everyone just go out there? So you got mankind trying to get a suplex here. Triple H reversing it. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I I just don't under. Yeah, and then you, so you got the four guys. Okay, now here comes the Rock. All right, that kind of makes sense. There you go. Let's get all four of them out there and let's have a let's have ourselves a brawl. I mean, this is. Instead, we're gonna stand around and do nothing. Yeah, you know, I, I probably mentioned this before, but I, I'd love. I, I think Hulk Hogan needs the Michael Jordan last dance, Undertaker last ride treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I say that for a few reasons. I mean, you know, whether you love him or hate him, he's you know, he's either the either the biggest or one of the biggest stars of all time. You know, he's he's you know Babe Ruth, whatever analogy you want to use. So that right there deserves it. I also think that if I'm Hogan and I'm the uh, WWE, I want to try to restore his image and standing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, the reality is is that he he is a polarizing, sometimes unpopular person on social media. Now, social media isn't reflective of everyone. I understand that. And I think there's a lot of groupthink where it's like, you know, oh, Hulk Hogan's a racist. So then everyone thinks he's a racist. Then everyone is mean about, you know, but it's like, I don't, I, and and again, I'm a Hulk Hogan mark. So you can say that I'm a mark or a home or whatever. I just don't know if we need to completely cancel him and try to erase him and hate him for the rest of our life. I I mean, it doesn't seem that he's an absolutely horrible person. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, it's interesting, especially like shit. Look at Marty, like the stuff he posts online. Like he literally does it for God only knows why. And so, yeah. uh, you know, Hogan, the same thing. Like, yeah, he said something. I think yeah, he does still to this day, probably has some bridges that he needs to rebuild and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, yeah, I'm with like a lot of these guys. Like, he will forever be and kind of has to be on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. Like, you know, it, it, it's just how it is. And so, um, he is the goat in that way. I thought it was interesting during those interviews, like how much I, I like, and we've heard it too, but like just how much they were talking about like the drug usage and stuff like that when a lot of it was legal then. Um, and, and how they were doing that. And so, yeah, and I, and I think it speaks to, I, I, I do kind of wonder, like, uh, one of the trends I picked up on is especially some of the harder drugs, whether these guys weren't doing them as much or they just never really got tapped into it. Like to some other wrestlers, I think that somewhat speaks to the longevity of their careers. You're talking about um, Hogan and Flair? Yeah. Yeah, they so, just weren't, they weren't, they weren't, they were never big pill guys, big coke it seems guys. seems like the coke and so and all those, yeah. Sleeping yeah. pills. No, they just... They they drank beer. They drank every night, right? And you so know? I mean, Flair's still alive because it's a miracle. But like you know, who knows? But so you got all the refs coming down the ring now, like yeah, they're on just, they're on strike. Yeah, exactly. It's just super weird. Malcolm Cadero, not. Again, who doesn't want this as part of their storyline? Just five hundred pound I mean, people are just very confused. Everybody's on their feet, but nobody's saying like no. It's the crowd is silent when you just had and there, it, on. and, yeah, and again, nothing. we're still we're still one on one with four guys in the corner. Like they haven't even devolved into madness yet. It's weird. 
Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't just have a brawl and do the, you know, one guy dives off the top and knocks them all out type thing. I mean, they're just all standing there. Yep. I I just don't get this. I just don't understand taking the beating. Yep. Yeah. They really haven't done anything from a physical standpoint. They haven't done anything spectacular. I mean, at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like we haven't used the uh, Spanish announce table or... Right. He said the crowd, like the the guys across from the hard cam are just like screwing around. They're not even watching the match. Like they're just kind of laughing with each other. Like, yeah, everybody's looking back at a couple guys looking back at him and stuff. It's just weird. It feels like a weird house show match. Where was this again? Was this Charlotte? Yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Just really, really odd. Are all these guys Hall of Famers? Uh, Big Show Except has Bulldog. not. Big Show is well. Bulldog is a Hall of Famer. They put oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Twenty twenty. Um, big Big Show is the only one. Kane was inducted. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rock's not a Hall of Famer yet. Triple H is not a Hall of Famer yet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they but, are, but they're not. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. Big Show. You know. I mean, they. They. I. I. I think they already put Mark Henry in. I don't think they put Big Show in yet, but you know, I so it's weird. Like, I mean, what are they? I, do you know what Big Show and Mark Henry are doing with AEW? Um, I think it's weird because I don't even see their names pop up as like the uh, like um like Producers. recruiters or scouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't see them on the producer list very often. So I don't know if they're just maybe they are just coaches, which I you know great. Like I'm sure they've got a lot to do. Um. Yeah, but I don't know yeah. if they're backstage at all the shows, or I have no idea what they're doing. I don't either. Yeah, The Rock just stole Austin's beer, and so and then, or excuse me, Steve Weiser and chugged it. Yeah, or this at least is like a house over his face. Yeah, whatever. this is like a house show match, man. This is like so weird. That's a good way to call it. It does feel like a house show match, like where you just get everybody out there. And again, and we're 15 minutes into this one and still like, and earlier, like you had guys tagging themselves in. You don't even see that right now. There you go. There's Big Show doing it. He's going to work himself into a pile driver. <laughs> yeah, a two-star. Oh, right two oh, he just did. I look at that. Saw it coming. I've been in there with that big star. Oh, Yet. Well, wait a minute. I think Big Show's the legal man here. I don't yep. think he is. I don't think it matters. No, I think a tag was made. They don't even know the rules. Ah! Oh, Big Show made the blind tag. Take <laughs> a big man to throw K down right like that. Uh -oh. oh, here we go. Big Show said that's it. Choke slam from Hillard. Kane. Look the right. Look part of your screen. Kane up on top. What? Ooh, that was missed time quite a bit. Yep. What a match. Are we, is he watching a different match than us? Bulldog doesn't carry a little cheap shot there. Here we go. Now we're getting a little nutty. Yeah, exactly. And Bulldog forgot his spot there. He's climbing out of the ring. Triple H is waiting for him to give him the credit pedigree. Cover somebody, mankind. That damn sock. All right, so we got some chaos now. Finally. Yeah. Mr. Okay, Sacco getting pulled out here. He got him on the rock. Yep. The better part of 20 minutes to get to this point. Right. 
That was like one off the top rope, and Kane and Big Show are both dead. Triple H, uh, yeah, took like over the top rope, and that was he's done. Yeah, got it locked in. Oh, it a, a rock bottom. Now we're, now we're heating up a little bit. Finally. Yeah, it took 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it was. Where are you all time on Triple H? Uh, all time on Triple H? Like, I think that if you look at uh, over the, the history of his characters and the evolution, I think that you've got – it tells an incredible story of someone who is like the anti – corporate like you know the, the or he was the upper class and then he was the uh you know degenerate like you know just wanted nothing to do with the corporate life and then being the corporate life literally and so um yeah i just think that it was uh oh and the refs pulling the refs out at this point um big show would have won yep. oh boy Beating up Jimmy Corderas. Okay. Yeah, I think that he's got, like, you know, and I, you and I may have given like a Mount Rushmore for us, you know, recently or in the past or whatever it was, but like for him, like, there's just so many guys that I'm not sure who you would put like in that because of their contributions. I like for me, like Triple H was definitely a top, probably top five, top 10, like, no question. I think he has to be. Good. Stone Cold took out all the rocks. Stone Cold is now senior official Earl Hebner. That's Timmy White. Timmy White, the fighting Irishman from the friendly tap, just got knocked down. And Triple H. And Rock and Triple H still having a match. The Rock's the Rock's middle. Hey, there's no one to count. There's no one. One, two. No, no, it's just no. That's a two count. That's a two count. That's, that felt like a weird botch. Yep. It looked like Big Show was slow to get back in to break it up or something. They're on their feet now. Yeah. Well, so you, got now a, you, got vacant, you got a vacant champion. You know you're going to see a, a, a title change of some sort. You yep. got... Rock and Triple H and Austin. Okay, oh, here you go. Rock bottom. The rock bottom king. And you know what's next? Oh, I know. I it's know. a clean. It's the most electrifying move in sports entertainment today. The people's elbow. The Bulldog looks gassed at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Right Oh, oh, that was on the rock. Oh, oh God! There's a pedigree on the rock, and Austin, and Austin can do, but count the worry. Damn it! Triple H has done it, King. Triple H has a decade. Crowd not giving a shit. Uh, 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 uh. What a what a finish! Oh boy. All right, let's get into 
the aftermath. Ho! It's time for the aftermath. What'd you think? Yuck! That was not good. good. There was something needed to happen, and it didn't. And it just it, it made it for a not great match. Yeah. The match wasn't good. The booking wasn't good. The rules in the match weren't good. No one really gave a shit about Triple H winning. Now Triple H is going to take a stutter. There you go. The only way to send him home happy. Yeah. All right. Well. I guess they'll they'll get sent home happy because the guy that wasn't in the match is way more over than anyone that was in the match. Right. All right. Took some beers, sent him home. Then, yeah. Okay. Then what happened after this? Yeah. So this one was weird. So of course Triple H winning. I guess I say winning the six pack challenge, if that's what you call it, for the vacant championship. That's how you like crown a new champ when it's vacant. Um, you had the Rock wrestling Triple H in a match for the title. Is actually on on Raw at that point. It was a no contest because of interference by the Bulldog. So the Bulldog got a title match with Triple H on SmackDown, and then uh, but uh, Rock was a special guest referee and ended up leaving the match. And so I uh, had Bulldog with a heel run for a little bit on this one. He actually cost the Rock a match uh, against Triple H. It was still cage match at Rebellion. So then you had the Rock and the Bulldog having a feud, and then you had. Had um, Stone Cold becoming the number one contender, uh, and then he had No Mercy. It was No Mercy Triple H beating Austin and anything goes match to retain the championship. Everybody else just kind of you know whatever. So um, yeah, this is just a, that was just a it really weird. It's really the best way to put it. And so uh, the rankings on this one: Big Show was thirty four, Bulldog wasn't ranked, Triple H twenty six, Kane thirteen, Mankind nineteen, The Rock five. Um, Three stars from the torch. The WWF sacrificed the quality of the pay-per-view by placing the majority of their top guys in the main event. The strategy seems to be that the main event is what sells the pay-per-view, but they should realize an action-packed three-hour show will keep the viewers coming back. The WWF has taken all of the thrill out of title changes because they occur on a bi-monthly basis. Triple H has turned out to be a decent champ but needs a lengthy title reign with clean finishes over other top names. Uh, the observer on this one, the main event has uh, had enough booking swerves and good enough work by most of the participants, uh, including Davy Boy Smith's best in-ring work in years. Not that it was good, but it was better than most expected and was worlds better than his WC. Was it really that much better? I mean, he's barely in the match. Well, right. Do, I know. Was that impressive? Uh, to be a good but hardly memorable main event, Rock used the rock bottom and people's elbow. Show pulled Austin. Smith hit Rock with a chair. Austin then hit Smith with the chair, but Triple H used pedigree. Uh, uh, begrudgingly counted the pin. Triple H got a stunner. Three and a half stars. So three and three and a half stars. I'd say a little bit of a of a hot take on some of these. Yeah. So uh, where are you going to rank this one for your score? Dude, I, I mean, three. Yep. The match exactly wasn't good. Was yep. The booking, uh, the, nothing, nothing. Didn't make any sense. It's a three. It's not worth watching. It was really, really bad. What about you? Yeah, that's, I, I was thinking three. I'm even gonna, like, I'm gonna give it like a two. Like it just, it, it just wasn't what it should. With the names that were in the match, it should have never played out that way. And even if you like. 
like that could have been the way to do it was like get rid of some of this other garbage on the match or on the card and like just have these guys do one-on-one or do a six-man tournament like don't do it like with this like how they did it because it just and also this is like you had one title change which was the european at the start of the show and then no other titles changed hands so um it, or, you know it just it's just really weird like yeah I, not a good match to go back and i would we would not recommend this one even like looking at it you'd be like man look at those names but yeah not worth it well that's it yeah good good to cover good one to cover it's interesting yeah i'm glad but... we did yeah yeah all oh, right well. so do want to remind everybody, of course, make sure you're checking out our sponsors, manscaped.com using our promo code payoff and calderalabs.com using the promo code payoff there. Both stores, whether it's Manscaped um, or Caldera and Labs, you're getting 20% off and Manscaped's also throwing you in there some free shipping. So please make sure to use our code payoff at both of those stores and get, uh, get you some good stuff, whether it's uh, some grooming tools or just some uh, men's products to look your best. Yep. Good. All right. Appreciate everyone joining us, and we'll see you next week on an all-new episode of The Payoff.